Welcome to the Chad Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinney. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 11 of the Chat Marketing Podcast. In this episode, we chat with Michelle Barnum-Smith of EasyBots.com. Now, Michelle is a queen of Amazon chatbots, and given we're on the eve of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, or depending on when you're listening to this, I thought it's a great time to delve into some of the tips and tactics on how Amazon sellers can generate revenue with chat marketing. We also delve into how she got the title of the queen of Amazon chatbots, and reflecting on her journey gets a bit emotional, so I really appreciate her opening up and let's explore a bit more about our background. So without further ado, let's get into our chat with Michelle Barnum-Smith of easybots.com. All right, Michelle, welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. We're looking forward to delving um, into into the background and how you've been labeled the queen of Amazon chatbots um, or the queen of Amazon. Let's just leave it at that, I think. Um, <laughs> well, there's other queens in the Amazon space. I'm happy to be queen of Amazon chatbots. Yeah. Well, um, looking forward to getting into that, but I'm really interested in how you eventually got there. So can you give us a little bit of an idea around your background and where you got to the point? before you even started to get into chatbots. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I've been doing marketing for over 20 years. I know it's hard to believe, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, <laughs> I've aged well. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, I started with a corporate high-tech marketing uh, background and I worked with and for some of the largest companies in the world. Um, I've, I've worked with many of the Fortune 100 here in the United States and then I've run marketing campaigns like flew to Shanghai, met with with the, all the people at China Telecom to do marketing, some big marketing launches, Vodafone in Europe and all over, you know, Latin America and, um, and had this big corporate marketing career, which was a lot of fun and taught me a lot about uh, what I didn't want in life, <laughs> which I feel like is, is kind of like the, the purpose of, uh, of, of kind of like your, your learning years in, in corporate, you know, in the corporate world. Um, and, uh, and during that time as well, uh, I met and married my husband and it was always kind of a goal of mine to, you know, to have a family and to be a stay at home mom and be able to have babies and raise them personally. And, and, um, And I saw in corporate America and corporate land in general, it's a little bit different now, especially with COVID, but like, like, you know, women especially were looked at as if you had, if you had children, there's always this kind of question of like, well, where does your loyalty lie? Does Does it lie to the company or to your babies, you know? And there was always this kind of like weirdness that if, if a dad left early for work, you know, to go you know, watch his son's soccer game. He was a good dad, you know? Um, but if a mom left early for work, to go to her son's soccer game, then, 
you know, is she really committed to her career? You know, there was always this kind of like question and, and, uh, and sadly, you know, and thankfully like COVID has forced more parents working from home and, and, and really helped them to see like the benefit of being, you know, family in that lifestyle and probably some of the pain points of being a family in that lifestyle as well, obviously. Um, but anyway, that was, that was kind of like one of my core motivations was to be, be able to have a family and, and my professional side as well. And I decided like, you know, no job, no job, no employer is going to provide that for me. I have to create that for myself. And I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I grew up on a farm, um, in, uh, in Washington state. And it, it was definitely one of those things where you literally, if you literally did not work every single day, then your crop might not survive and might not yeah, make it to market. Yeah. It was literally, I lived literally the law of the harvest. Yeah, and so I yeah. think it was always something in me that wanted to see, you know, effort that I put in and how it made a difference to the, at the end of the day. And in corporate life, you just, you're a cog in the battleship. You never see how, what you're doing is actually making a difference. Right. Mm. So those were two things that were huge motivators to me to quit the market, quit the corporate career and start my own business in 2012. Um, and that kind of started me on my, my entrepreneurial path. What a pedigree to have, particularly the farm pedigree and, and, you know, to be able to be taught how to live on the land and, um, you know, to be taught those life lessons that you now integrate into your day-to-day business. So 2012, what did you start doing and and how did you evolve into starting your very first business and working for yourself? Oh man, uh, quite the evolution. I would say I started off like one of my, one of my personal superpowers was marketing strategy and being able to, you know, talk to any business owner and be able to quickly figure out like what their core offering was their target audience and how best to kind of like reach people with that with that offer. Um, and, and what I found very quickly is that people want, didn't want just advice. They wanted me to just do it for them. Right. Mm. And, uh, and so it quickly evolved into like a marketing agency and, um, and, and in that, in the course of, you know, when, when you say marketing, it's such this huge term. When somebody tells me that they want to quote unquote study marketing, I'm just like, uh, what, what do you, what you gotta have, you gotta be more specific. (laughs) Accounting is pretty straightforward, you know, computer, I don't know, computer science, those things seem like, you know, or being a developer, that seems fairly straightforward, but marketing is just so broad. And it's like, what in marketing do you want to be doing anyway? So I, um, I quickly started offering, like digital marketing funnels and building funnels, like click funnels, those kinds of things, um, building like massive email marketing campaigns, uh, just that, that world in that space, running Facebook ads, all of that, that I'm sure you're very familiar with. Right. Mm. And it's a beast. It is a beast. And I, um, because of that farmer background and, and, um, you know, that law of the harvest kind of mentality, I like, I loved being able to see how I could make a difference in my clients' businesses, but I hated funnels. (laughs) Bless their hearts. I, I hated how long it took to set up, you know, um, you know, these launches and, and how, how hard it was to be able to track down their optimization was breaking down. And, you know, especially when you're running a multitude of different tools to try to accomplish one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I just was, my personal integrity was just like, I'm not seeing the results that I want to for my clients. They're paying me a lot of money. I got to pivot, you yeah. know, and I'm, you know, pivoting in business is painful. 
but mm. it's also really important. And I think as entrepreneurs, you have to learn when to let go of a current path and pivot, you know, like, and I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you can reinvent yourself pretty much constantly. And it doesn't matter what other people think because you're not trying to impress coworkers or your yeah. boss or climb some corporate ladder. You are, you're just like, I need to do what works for me and what works for my clients. And anyway, that's basically what that in 2017 and early 2017 was when I saw my first, uh, chat bots with, mm. with like Facebook marketing. And, you know, it was somebody was doing a webinar and I was building like webinar funnels. Right. Yeah. And so I saw this like webinar chat bot and I was like, <laughs> what is this sexy mess? You know, like it was so streamlined and so interactive and so fun and, um, and very simple. It felt very simple. And, and so I saw that many chat was the platform that this, uh, this company was using. And I just jumped in with both feet. I learned everything I could as fast as I could. I bought every course, um, like, like Andrew Warner's course. There was a course by Scott, something or other. I can't remember his name. Bless yeah. Scott. Um, and I learned everything I could and quickly started offering these things to my clients and just being like, I will build it for free. I'm going to execute it for free. And I just loved how you could quickly set those chat bot, uh, those chat marketing campaigns up. You can literally have something up in just a few minutes and have Facebook ads running to it and, and be optimizing ads like within, within a day, you know, and it was just like mind blowing. And there was no, there's, there's been no turning back. Yeah. And when you were mentioning before about the funnels and building the funnels and how long they take to also push people through a funnel, uh, was that something that appealed in the many chat space to be able to set up those funnels faster? And I think also instead of over a matter of, you know, maybe hours, days, weeks, pushing people through various different degrees of funnels and emails, et cetera, literally in the space of minutes, being able to push people through from point of awareness through the point of conversion. Right. And being able to see exactly what's going on inside of the flow to see, okay, where, where's the breakdown happening? Where's the, where, where do we need to optimize this, you know, and, and, and not being a developer and not needing to hire some, some external person to fix it for me. I like as a marketer, I was savvy enough to be able to just be able to make those changes, uh, you know, inside of, inside of many chats. So very quickly, many chat earned my dearest love and trust. And what was interesting is that I, um, uh, I put myself on Upwork as, and I, and I was like the first person on Upwork to have many chat in my profile, uh, to have, like, I submitted the category of chat bots and many chat as categories for Upwork, um, uh. to have those on uh, as, as things that you could search by. And so very quickly I was getting a ton of new clients, um, and they were all over the place. They were every different kind of, um, of business. I, I built a bot for a lawyer. Uh, I built a bot for the largest pregnancy, natural pregnancy, um, training course in, in the world. <laughs> I built hmm. them a, a, like a 40 week pregnancy tracker that would, wow. like, you know, send out a bot and tell you, this is what your baby is doing this week. You know, here's how to naturally improve what you're experiencing this week. That's amazing. So very, very cool and very diverse, um, circumstances. Yep. And then, um, in late October or late, late 2017, I had my first Amazon, um, client. Yeah. And it's interesting to how, was, how you evolved into that. Right. Right. And that was completely life, life changing at that point. Um, and, and I will say, 
you know, if, if, if anybody's listening, who's like an agency owner or, um, you know, thinking about offering services or just a business owner in general, like I like to live by the phrase, when you niche, you're rich. Mm -hmm. Um, because Mm -hmm. I gained like a broad level of experience and I had a lot of different variety of clients, but I knew immediately when I met that Amazon seller, that this was going to be my niche that, that I could very quickly learn the pain points, know what these Amazon sellers wanted to accomplish with chatbots. And I, once again, dove, you know, completely into this, you know, my first, and, and 2017 was like a big year for me. I had a baby <laughs> and I but just like, a little bit going on. Right. I, I completely changed my business in that time frame. Like Amazon is its own beast, you know, oh. like how, how do you then, because chatbots um, and chatbot marketing is one thing, but then how do you then go, well, I'm going to offer this into this, you know, thousand pound gorilla that is Amazon and try to help Amazon sellers. It's definitely been a journey and a journey with a lot of changes to it because Amazon as a marketplace changes constantly. And one of the the really nice things that they don't do is they don't tell you what those changes are. Mm. And so they'll just make changes happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, my poor Amazon sellers are, are facing these, these crazy experiences and sometimes suspensions or sometimes different, different things. And they just have to guess at what has changed. And so, um, you know, the Amazon seller, uh, space is rife with rumor and <laughs> paranoia and rightly so because millions and millions of dollars uh, can be lost in a second because yeah. of some change that Amazon has made. So it's really important as, um, you know, as a, as a educator in the space to stay on top of what's going on both with Amazon and with Facebook messaging and with many chat, you know, so I ha- I feel like I have these 3000 pound gorillas by the time, yeah. you know, and I'm like in the middle of them trying to battle them on a, on a daily basis. And sometimes, sometimes I lose. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. And so then how do you, what do you focus on with Amazon sellers? How do you start with them? How do you say um, this, this chat marketing thing is something that you need to be focusing on? to grow your Amazon selling account? For Amazon sellers, it really comes down to their core objectives. And those core objectives are really three things. They want to increase their social proof, their reviews. Um, They want to rank for their target keywords uh, for existing listings. And then they want to launch new products. That's, those are, those are the yep. three that most Amazon. And when I say Amazon sellers, I'm, I'm speaking specifically about private label or FBA sellers. I'm not yep. talking about retail, retail or online arbitrage sellers. I'm not talking about wholesale unless it's exclusive wholesale. I'm, I'm talking about people who own a brand and are building that brand on Amazon. Yep. Um, and, and that's one of the benefits as Amazon, um, you know, Amazon for business owners is that you literally can create a brand where you're not having to manage fulfillment. You really don't have to understand. I mean, more and more, you need to understand more about marketing because Amazon is very diverse and, and you need to understand who you're trying to attract with not attack with your products, but attract. (laughs) Um, But what's for sale on Amazon, you know, as consumers, uh, of Amazon, what we think is for sale are products, but what's really for sale on Amazon for, for sellers is keywords. Mm. Everything, everything with Amazon revolves around what somebody types into that search bar and what shows up 
and how how you show up is what determines whether you win or lose. What's an example of how people can get started to integrate um, chatbots in to their Amazon business? How can it help them? Well, the first thing that I always recommend has nothing to do with chatbots, and that is your keyword research or the strategy that you're going to plug into the chatbots. Because I don't know how many times somebody has come to me, uh, you know, an Amazon seller has come to me and said, chatbots don't work for me. Um, And I drill down and find out, well, okay, what keyword were you trying to rank for? How many, you know, how many, how much inventory do you have in stock? Um, And find out they had no business going for that keyword. They don't have the inventory levels to rank for it. Um, And, and so the campaign failed before it even began. Right. And so, like in many chats conversations conference that I spoke at a few weeks ago, you know, I spent the majority of my time not talking about many chat. <laughs> yep. Maybe yeah. they won't have me back because of that. <laughs> no. Um, no, it was a very good presentation. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but the majority of the majority of my, my session, a good third of it was all about the strategy and that yeah. keyword research. And, and I shared three different keyword strategies in that training um, that I think is probably still available somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but that that's really kind of like the beginning point is spending a lot of time on that keyword research. But once you have the keywords figured out, then you can plug them into your, your many chat campaign and start driving traffic through it um, to your listing um, in the form of external velocity and using that velocity to accomplish your objectives, whether that's to launch or to rank or to increase those reviews. Amazon is, is, like I said before, is such a beast. Why Amazon out of out of interest for, you know, you had your first Amazon seller. Why did you decide to go down that route of, you know, focusing on on this huge platform, the largest e-commerce site in the world? Why, why did you choose that? How'd you come to that decision? Oh, man. You know what? In life, sometimes things choose you. Mm. You know what I mean? And this is one of those things where, um, you know, luck, luck is when preparation meets um, opportunity, right? And I feel like, especially as a business owner, and, and remember what I said about pivoting, you know, pivoting isn't without its pain. And most of that pain is internal pain where you're like, I failed. I wasn't meant to be doing that. I'm not, I, I'm not good at things. You know, those, those kinds of stories are what kind of run through your head sometimes, mm. but I'm, I've, I've learned long enough. I've lived this life long enough to, to realize that like failures are just, you know, uh, they're just lessons to prepare you for something that's coming. Right. And, um, and when I met that Amazon seller, her name's Michelle. Um, I think it was meant mm-hmm. to be because yeah. <laughs> uh, she's from the UK and she's a very, brilliant, uh, Amazon seller. And, um, when I met her and did a good job for her, she shared me with all of her best friends in the Amazon space. And it just happened, you know, it just grew and grew and grew. And, um, and I remember I was speaking with an Amazon seller. I was taking my daughters out for a walk in the afternoon, trying to get out of the house. And, and this Amazon seller, um, her name was Kelly. She told me, she's like, you do know that you are going to become the biggest name in this space. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm just this mom in yoga pants. But I remember where I was standing and it was this emotion that hit me from nowhere where I was just like, no, she's right. And I was like, I, I don't know where this came from. You know, it just, it just was kind of like truth. Um, 
And, and pretty soon I, you know, like I had all of these clients and I was suddenly being asked to speak at these conferences all around the world. Um, I literally, you know, literally was traveling all over the world, speaking to Amazon sellers about chatbots. And, um, and that's basically how I, like my friends in the UK dubbed me the queen <laughs> of, of Amazon chatbots. And, and, you know, I'm well, not rightly so. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's certainly grown. I mean, you think about now back to your, your corporate career and um, you mentioned earlier about, you know, living the life that you want to live and um, being with the family and, and um, being able to experience life's little things. How, how has that impacted um, now in, in, in doing what you do and where would you be without, you know, the rise of, of chatbots or maybe that, that moment where your friend said, you know, you're going to be, you become the biggest name in this space. Yeah. You know, um, it kind of hit me uh, earlier this year when I was asked to speak again at traffic and conversion here in the United States, which mm. has, has gone through some iterations in the, mm. some pivots, if you will, with COVID. Um, but I was asked to, asked to speak in 2019 and then they invited me back uh, to speak in 2020. And one of the um, keynote speakers uh, who was also uh, speaking at Traffic and Conversion, his, he's a, a well-known businessman in the United States named Marcus Lamonis. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant businessman and he has a TV show on um, here in the United States called The Profit. And if you haven't heard of it, it's called P-R-O-F-I-T, The Profit. Cool. And he helps, he helps businesses, you know, he'll buy businesses and then just like revamp them. And, and he, um, you know, business, business can be brutal, right? It can be really toxic. And anyway, um, I don't know, like four years ago, I was, I'd had a baby and I was this nursing mom and, and feeling just really exhausted and, um, gross <laughs> because I probably hadn't showered for three days. And I was, I was nursing my baby and it was like late, late, late at night. I was watching this show on TV and just being so inspired by him as a businessman. I didn't even like, I had basically like let my business kind of like go have a maternity leave, if you yep. will, um, for, for a bit. And I was watching him just being so inspired by him and, and, um, and just feeling so gross and exhausted and grateful to be a mom, but also, mm. right. It's, it's, it's a balance of a <laughs> emotions. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Anyway. So when traffic and conversion invited me to come speak, and then I found out that Marcus Lemonis, this, this man that I just so admired, um, I, I just like, I'm sorry to get emotional, but it just was this mm-hmm. moment as, as a, as a mother, as a business owner, I could never have known four years previously sitting in old junkie sweats in my basement, nursing my baby late at night, watching him. I would be on the stage, the same stage with him, not four years later. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and that's such like, you know, that's such an amazing story, Michelle, and, and where you've come from. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, you're clearly very proud and, and so you should be for where you've come from. It's- well, I'm grateful. I mean, I hope I, I hope the real thing I feel and portray is, is gratitude because yeah. I, could, I couldn't have done any of this without, you know, without obviously many chat, but also with my, my clients and in the industry that has believed in me, you know, and given me these opportunities. So I'm definitely yeah. very, um, very aware that I did not necessarily get myself yeah. there on my own. It's testament to also 
the success that you've had, but a lot of the people that I've I've chatted to on this podcast and that, you know, have had success over the years, you mentioned clients there, you know, it's the people that they help, but also how they help them. You know, a lot of people that I find have this type of success and these amazing stories are in it to help others. Is Did, did motherhood have actually have a bit of an effect on your ability to do that from the corporate sector where you were a cog in the wheel to then helping clients? And you said you had clients coming, you know, out of your ears. Um, do you think that had an impact on how you approach business and your clients? Oh. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, motherhood is just, <laughs> it is just sacrifice after sacri- sacrifice, most definitely. But I, I also do feed off of um, um, the, the joy I experience in training and teaching and coaching and working with clients to help them accomplish what it is they want, they want to accomplish. I, I get, so I get a thrill. I mean, I know it's crazy because uh, some people are just terrified of public speaking, but I love being up on that stage, not having people like look at me and be like, Oh, we love Michelle. You know, it's not because it's me, no. but I love being able to connect with them and see the light go on in their faces, the hope, the understanding, um, the, even the humor I like, I like to entertain, you know, um, or just working one-on-one with a client and have them be like, Oh, I just got all these results and I'm so happy, you know, or, Oh, I'm having this struggle and just being able to work with them and, and see, um, see a difference in, in mm. their business. And I think one of the joys with working with Amazon sellers is because most of them are solopreneurs. Most of them are just like me, yeah. entrepreneurs who are just trying to figure it out, you know? And if I can, I understand where they're coming from. I'm not trying to prove something to some, you know, ha- some huge, huge business, you know, that some, some corporation, I didn't go like, like it is just, such an honor to be able to see that I'm making a difference in another entrepreneur's life. Yeah. Well, that's like I said, that's testament to, to your approach and the success um, that you've had as well. I always ask this question to um, people and and you actually touched on it earlier um, around how much of your success, um, you know, over, you know, to be honest, it's been a, a journey over the last couple of decades, but more specifically over the last few years, how much of that, has come down to hard work and how much has come down to just pure luck? <laughs> well, there's been plenty of hard work. That's for sure. Yeah. But, um, but I am like addicted to, to the work aspect of it, you know, and I, I do, I do associate that with being a farmer's daughter and there's always work to be done and there's always something, something to be doing. And, and uh, I'm not a workaholic per se, but I do, I do enjoy working. Um mm-hmm. But, uh, I think luck, like I said, is when preparation meets opportunity and, and my life skills and my life experiences have prepared me for this moment. And I saw, you know, I, I saw it, um, you know, in that experience when that seller told me like, Hey, this is, you're going to be the biggest name. I saw this wave of opportunity coming and I'm like, I have to catch that wave and I have to be on top of it or it's going to crush me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, and there's a lot of work to catch, to catching that wave. If anybody's yeah. surfed out there, it's, it's, it's difficult, you know? Um, but it's definitely, and in some ways it's been easier to be on top of that wave. And in some ways it's a lot harder because, um, <laughs> now I'll change analogies. I'm on top of that mountain. Right. And I yeah. have 
I have all of these expectations and all of these eyes on me of like, okay, what's Michelle going to recommend? And what is Michelle going to, you know, change? And, and I just, this year has, you know, this year has been a year of change in every aspect of, I think the life, all of our lives worldwide. And one of the big changes that I've shared is that I decided that I needed to start my own SaaS company, that I needed to start my own software platform, because as much as I love ManyChat and as simple as it started out for me, it has not continued to be that way. Um, And Amazon sellers have enough on their plates and learning, learning, learning ManyChat is not one of those things that I want to have to force them to do. And so I've created, um, I've, I've hired my own team of brilliant developers to create a platform called EasyBot. And that platform is basically, and I wanted it to be literally what it is. I wanted to name it what it is. And that (laughs) is, I want to make ManyChat easy. And so this platform sits on top of ManyChat and, and I've, I've worked to make it so you don't have to go into ManyChat to have these, to set up these very complex. Okay. And, and it's um, made specifically for Amazon sellers. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Well, like, like we'll, we'll develop e-commerce um, uh, campaigns as well, but yep. for the Amazon marketplace, um, I just really, I've worked with so many Amazon sellers who are fighting nuclear war on a daily basis. And the last thing they need is the complexity of chatbots um, weighing them mentally down. And so that that's been my, my vision and what we are building and should be launching very soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll definitely have all the links in the show notes to that. So how um, how does it simplify? Can you give me a little bit of a rundown of, you know, um, how it can help Amazon sellers and more specifically some things that it, could, it can do for them? Yeah. Um, so one of the first things that I wanted to make sure happened is just like I shared with you at the beginning, if you have the wrong strategy, you've lost mm-hmm. already. And so many times uh, Amazon sellers are just looking for that one thing, you know, like what's the one campaign that's going to work. And it's like, well, it's really actually more important to understand how strategy, uh, having the right strategy um, works. And since I can't sit down and talk with everybody individually, I put that into a campaign wizard. So it's a series of questions and how you answer those questions is going to determine the campaign recommendations that we make for you. Um, how your listings are currently performing, the keywords that you're wanting to rank for, your inventory levels. Um, you know, these are the questions that I always ask my sellers when I'm working with them one-on-one yeah. before we yeah. even select the mini chat template. And then once, you know, once we have those results, essentially, then we give you kind of like a menu of, you know, a, a couple of campaign options to choose from. And of course, you can skip the wizard and just be like, I just want to see all the campaigns you have. And I want to be able to pick those. But then once you have the, the, the campaign selected, then it's just a matter of filling out a few kind of campaign fields and, and then hitting install. Wow. That's a very cool tool, um, you know, to be able to simplify that journey. I think, particularly in the um, in the niche or the niche um, of Amazon sellers, uh, that, like you said, learning another tool, and I think that is a barrier to people integrating this technology into their business, is that being overwhelmed by the possibilities. And it's it's amazing that we've got the possibilities, but it can be overwhelming for new people into the space. So, um, uh, is that is that something that you found with a lot of the Amazon sellers? Like you said, they're, they're fighting their own war. Is it 
trying to simplify the different elements of their business. Cause I'm sure chat marketing is only one aspect of the mar- overall marketing right. strategy. You know, is, is that one thing that you find with business owners that just trying to simplify it in a system that is moving so quickly and moving, not just quickly, but uh, you know, everything is moving so quickly, you mm. know, Facebook, like the Facebook page suspensions that have been going on, um, you know, the last few weeks have grossly accelerated just this week. And so me and some of the other like experts that have spoken in the MediChat conference, we're all like figuring this out together and trying to, okay, is this working? Is that working? You know? So these are the things that I want to worry about so that Amazon sellers don't have to worry about it. Yeah, they can put that trust in me that I'm going to, I'm going to have templates for them that are within terms of service that I'm going to recommend campaigns for them that are going to, um, you know, work for their Amazon, you know, for their, for the Amazon listings. And they don't have to live in this land of paranoia and, and rumor mill that they can trust that, you know, me and my team are, are looking out for them. You mentioned um, yourself and your team and the program now as well. So you're doing another pivot. Um, again, is this something that you're going to, you know, offer to people now? Because um, from doing the actual campaigns for them and building it for them to now, is this something that you can see your focus being on, you know, from 2020 onwards? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, a software a software platform requires a lot of attention. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's definitely uh, the direction that, that me and my team are going in. And um, there will always be service service offerings uh, available, but, um, but I feel like I'll be able to serve more people this way. Whereas before I can only have so many clients and have a lifestyle that, you know, also provides me what I started this for in the first place, which yep. sometimes as entrepreneurs, we lose sight of, right? We, we we get buried in our work and we're like, wait a second. I just created a job for myself. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've gone from one boss to many bosses. Um, how uh, you mentioned your team, how, how many people have you got on your team now and, and how have you gone about growing that? So um, earlier this year, I, I started hiring um, more people. And then when I committed to creating a, a SaaS platform, I actually took on a partner and they themselves have their own marketing and development team. And, um, and so now the team is probably over 40 people. Wow. Yeah. Thankfully for the most part, this business partner is the one who manages the team yeah. and I can be the, the face of the brand and I can, you know, give them my orders. You know, I, I kind of liken it to being the mermaid on the pirate ship. Like I get to be the, 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 the front of the boat while the crew is scurrying around behind me, (laughs) mopping the deck and, (laughs) and, and sewing the masks and washbuckling. Yes. Me and my, me and my analogies, but. (laughs) I know you have some amazing analogies. I've gone through so many different examples. I thought of Kelly Slater for surfing the wave and Edmund Hillary for climbing the mountain. And I I know who a famous mermaid is, but I I love that analogy as well. Well, that's, you know, again, testament to you and now moving in, in that space and providing now a solution for a lot more Amazon sellers um, going forward. But also I think it's a really valuable lesson for people out there to, like you said, keep an eye on why you got into this in the first place. Um, and you know, that, that moment, um, that you touched on earlier and, and, you know, 
talking to traffic and conversion summit and being up there with someone that has clearly had a large impact on you. Um, those moments, I think, are what help us become successful entrepreneurs and, and grow successful businesses as well. It's been it's been a journey and it's been an honor to take that journey, I will say. Yeah. Um, lastly, is there anything I haven't asked you that you think um, would be of value to the audience out there? Oh, man. Now that we've like delved into the, the deep recesses of my heart, um, <laughs> you know, one thing, like I said, when it comes to pivoting is that I like um, the, the poet Robert Frost has a very famous uh, um, poem about two paths diverged in a wood. And sometimes you just think that that poem is about two paths but it's really not. It's about how way leads on to way. And that's one of my favorite lines in that poem is that, you know, wishing I could travel both, but knowing that way leads on to way, I sh- you know, I- I'll likely not pass this way again. And I just want to, um, you know, go back to failure. Uh, I am, I'm an executor. I'm a performer. And, and it's been, it's been a difficult thing in my life to feel like, I've failed at times, but, and, and maybe that's the case for the listeners as well, that maybe you're in one of those phases right now, especially with everything that's happened with COVID. It's, it's mm-hmm. hard not to take things personally and be like, oh my goodness, if your business is failing or if your business has, you know, reached a roadblock, or maybe you're just exhausted, um, you know, way leads on to way and, and you're not married to the current path. Eventually there's going to be another path and another fork or series of forks in front of you and you can continue to move forward and, and change and choose your path. And I think that that is powerful. And it's also a testament that sometimes those paths and those failures are what prepares you for the bigger um, paths that you might not have ever reached without, without the quote unquote failures. Yeah. That's a great um, spot to finish and also a great um, passage as well. Fun fact, I actually studied that in, in my, my high school, you know, graduation type year um rob that robert frost poem um was something that we had to write a long a long thesis or essay um on so it's it's always actually stuck with me since then as well and and i love that um again another analogy but it is a really valuable analogy because it has stood the test of time that you know things um you know, will pass um, and making those decisions will lead on to other decisions that you don't even know you need to make yet. So that's a really valuable lesson for a lot of people. I think a lot of people will take plenty out of this interview. And thank you once again for, um, for sharing, you know, that journey, being vulnerable, being um, upfront and honest for the people out there and peeling back the curtain on sometimes that, you know, people see, the brands and the the business and the logo and the the SaaS products and they don't understand what's what's happening behind the scenes and I think a lot of people will really appreciate it. So, really, um, thank you once again for your time. Thank you for having me and and uh, it was meant to be your your thesis in high school. Is- there you go. <laughs> has, has inspired us both. So yep. thank you for having me on. Pleasure. Thanks so much. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Michelle Barnum-Smith of EasyBots.com. As you heard, it got a little bit emotional at times, and I think that happens when you reflect on how far people have come in their businesses and in their entrepreneurial journey, but I really appreciate her opening up and being vulnerable with the audience out there. I'm sure a lot of us can certainly relate with some of the things that she was talking about. All the links for this episode are at marketingpodcast.chat forward slash episode 11. That's marketingpodcast.chat forward 
forward slash episode one one. Hey, I've got a favor to ask. Have you enjoyed the first few episodes of this podcast? If so, I'd love for you to help out other chat marketers and make it easier for them to find the podcast by leaving a review. You can head to the website at marketingpodcast.chat and find the links to iTunes to leave a review. We've got some great interviews coming up. Until then, take care. We'll chat to you soon.